I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendez. I hope you guys are well on your Sunday morning on this week's show. Then we will, of course, be looking back at yesterday's first league defeat uh, of the season, 1-0 reverse, uh, up at London Road against Peterborough United. Joining me uh, to do that, first up, top right, making our first Charlton Live appearance of the season, Tash Everett. Hey, Dan Tash. Morning, Louis. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Still coming, coming to terms with the fact that our unbeaten league record is over after two games. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. And also, uh, bottom of the screen there uh, is Mr. Tom Wallin. How you doing, Tom, this morning? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, hating a graph again already. But uh, apart <laughs> from that, all good. Yeah, okay, I, I, actually, I'm not I'm not going to publish the graph because we can't do it every game after two games. But we are still just outside the playoffs on it, so <laughs> might not be getting the 138 points or whatever it was last week. But we're still we're, we're still we're still on track. Um, yeah, uh, a defeat yesterday, Peter Berlin. So we're going to hear the goal shortly. We're going to hear, of course, uh, the reaction from the addicts uh, boss Dean Holden. We also want to hear from you guys. Morning to everyone. Uh, in the stream, I can see Sid's in there. Uh, All Hell Let Loose is, of course, in there. as a very eager Chelton live fan. Pete's in there. Morning to you, Shiny Phil and Paul Davenport uh, as well. Good to see you all on the stream. Get involved uh, with today's show. Let us know what you made of uh, yesterday's performance. Um, yeah, what, what, what do you think yesterday told us about our side? Because certainly at full time yesterday, uh, anyone reading through social media was getting a, a wide variety of views, certainly. Um, you know, some people who were... Who were there saw the performance. Were, were, were you know felt there were things to take from it, but also we didn't score. You know we gave away a sloppy goal. That there's elements to it. So uh, let us know what you made of the performance. You can also uh, email our studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us uh, at charltonlive as well. We'll try and get to as many of your messages as possible uh, this morning. Later on in the show, we've got our guest fans. I'm really looking forward to speaking to Carl. And Jacob Bratton, they're uh, they're going to join us, a father and son double act, who I had the pleasure of meeting for the first time uh, on the train back uh, yesterday. If we get a chance later on in the show as well, we will um, look ahead to Tuesday evening's home game uh, with uh, Bristol Rovers, uh, if, if we've got enough players to put aside out, uh, judging by the amount of injuries we seem to be picking up uh, at this moment in time. Then, uh, just before we hear the goals then, Tom, give me your views on yesterday's game. I won't, I won't go with a leading question, just tell me what you made of it. I think largely I left encouraged, I think, or maybe not encouraged, but I largely left feeling like there's still something in this side that could do something this year. Uh, and I said that after the Orient game and I, and I was very clear I didn't expect us to win every game off the back of that. And I don't expect us to lose all the big games off the back of yesterday. I thought, considering how far behind them we were last year, um, considering the injuries, considering... Alfie May is new to this team and we're playing a new system. I think when you factor all of that in and the fact the goal basically came from an error on our side, 
I think there were lots of positive signs there. I think, like Naif said on Twitter, I, I don't like losing and I was as pissed off as anybody at the end of the game. But we had chances. I thought in that second half, we were much the better side. I don't think either of us deserved to win it. Uh, and I think if we manage to keep pace with Peterborough for the season, we're going to be there or thereabouts. And I don't think there was enough of a gap yesterday to suggest we're not going to do that. So I understand, particularly at full time, people being annoyed that we lost. I was. But I think if you were there or if you saw the game, I think there are enough encouraging signs to suggest that this team will click and this team will be OK. Um, I think we need some signings. I think that's clear. And we've probably said that since whenever that first Thursday show was. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't as down in the dumps as as I have been when I've been to London Road previous seasons. And I think there are there are positive signs there. I think it's just taking a little while for us to settle as a team and the injuries aren't helping that. Yeah, I think it's weird that I felt I felt we were better yesterday in defeat than we were there last season when, when we drew nil-nil. But I mean, as Tom sort of alluded to there, Tash, you can take the good parts of yesterday, but it also sort of highlighted where we are short, you know, maybe a partner for, for Alfie, maybe someone who can create chances other than, than Corey Blackett-Taylor. Like, it, it, was, it was almost a perfect indication of what we want to be, but also why we're not quite there yet. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't think we're that far away from, like, as Tom said, it was actually more encouraging in a backwards kind of way, even though we lost, because we're not that far away from probably where we want to be. Um, obviously, I feel like we find ourselves saying this every single season, being like, you get to the start of the season, we haven't got the squad, we haven't had enough time to gel, haven't got everyone through the door, but that just seems to be the way we are these days. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're that far away. Like I said on Twitter yesterday, like, you know, we signed one of the league's best goal scorers, but we still can't score a goal. Like, that's not Alfie May's fault. That's just taking time. But he needs someone next to him. Um, that is a striker, centre-forward, um, not plucking up a midfielder or a winger. But, um, yeah, I don't think we're that, we're that far away. But I think, although it was frustrating <laughs> to Newport and losing and losing again yesterday, in some ways, I kind of think if the hierarchy were, you know, thinking, oh, we probably do need to make some more signings, it's definitely pushed them towards... We need to do this now and not wait for Lieburn to come back to play again and um, play up top with Alfie. Like, you need to bring someone in, whether that's in or loan. Yeah, can't be waiting around for that to click into place. Yeah, I mean, as we said, it was it's still two and a half weeks until transfer deadline day, which we've just worked out it's going to be a Thursday, which is going to make that show very interesting uh, for, for that week. But yeah, can you wait that long? That's part of the question. We've got loads of great comments already coming in uh, on YouTube, which we'll come to in a few moments' time. But as is tradition, we'll have a quick listen back uh, to the goal from Charlton TV. The commentator, as always, uh, was Mr. Terry Smith. Nothing really on for him at the minute. Fourth official telling him to stop moving, which he's ignoring completely. Now throws it, looking for Clark Harris, a header from Ness into the... Uh, sorry, Jones into Kamara, but he's lost out to Poku. Little 1-2 there, Capriano <laughs> scores for the home side. It's another goal of Charlton's making. Throw came in, it looked like we had it. We can see possession, and then a quick 1-2 on the edge of the box. Release Capriano. Three in the penalty area to slide it past Maynard Brewer for the opening goal a minute into added time there we go that's Tell then on the Charlton TV yesterday just with the the, the goal commentary um, and we should talk about the goal itself it came at the end of a 
probably a fairly cagey first half where we, we had the first couple of good chances, but actually Peterborough probably had three good openings themselves, a couple of headers that went over the bar and that great save from, from Maynard Brewer from the, the curler from the far side, which I think was Pocky, uh, who hit it, Tom. But uh, yeah, um, bad moment for, for Pan Kamara. He put, put his hands up on Twitter after the game and, and apologised for his mistake. But, you know, we'll, we'll hear from Dean. Th- these are the sort of mistakes we need to cut out. But also, I, w- I was thinking about the, the quality that Peterborough showed on the edge of our area to pounce on that mistake and then three passes ripped us open. I feel, I feel like we don't do that enough as well. I, I feel like that's where they are a step ahead of us at the moment. Like, they've gelled. They know how to move the ball a bit quick, bit quicker than we do. And, and, and they, they punished us for a, for a mistake. Yeah, I, I went to the game with, with my mate who lives up there. He's not a Charlton fan or a Peterborough fan, but, he, you know, he knows football as well. And we were, or he was saying, and obviously he's got a bit more of a neutral perspective than me. I think he, what he said kind of summed up the point you're making. Our attacks and our time in the final third was probably more sustained than Peterborough's was. We were there for longer. We were there for more periods, but it didn't really end in anything. Whereas theirs, they pounced on mistakes. They pounced on things and they may be only in our, our third for sort of 10 seconds at a time, maybe less, but ultimately got a shot away at the end of it. And, and that goal, again, perfect summary of it. We made a mistake. They pounced on it, three passes and they'd slotted it home. And yeah, you're right. We, we don't do that at the moment. Now, again, I know that Alfie May is a very different type of striker. He's obviously not got the the height of, of someone like Miles um, or even Jaden going back a couple of seasons as well. He likes to run in behind. Um, we are relying on playing out to width and, and Corey and, and taking players on on the byline and getting balls in. It's going to take us a while to gel. But as I say, even particularly in that first half, when we were getting forward, we had plenty of time in that final third and just delivered very little. Um, and as for Pan, I thought in a second half yesterday, you could see this, the player that he is and, uh, yeah, there are signs there. And considering he hadn't played 90 minutes, I can't remember when he said it was, but it's been a long time. I think for him to get through 90 minutes and probably grow into the game in the second half, possibly fueled by the fact that he'd made that error and wanted to make amends. I think that's very encouraging. Um, that midfield obviously isn't going to be settled for a while because Fraser's had to go out and, and obviously Payne came in. And whether that swaps again for Tuesday night because Pan hasn't played 90 minutes for a long time, you'd probably expect so. Again, the settled midfield is maybe going to take a while as well. But yeah, I think uh, going back to your original point, that that sort of cutting edge, you know, when they've had a striker like they've got, I know he didn't score the goal, but somebody who's been there for a little while and scores goals consistently, it makes a big difference. And when we're, you know, we probably would have assumed we would start the season with with May and Lieburn. And obviously that hasn't been the case. Now then you look at the ownership and why haven't we brought someone in? But it's not as easy as that to find someone who's going to score us 10 to 15 goals. Uh, and we haven't quite got used to Alfie May yet, as Tash was saying. He's on, on a, we've started him off on a goal drought. So, yeah, look, it, it's not the end of the world. We're not we we're not cutting teams open yet, but that doesn't mean we can't. That doesn't mean the potential's not there. Corey Blackett Taylor in two games has beaten his man about twenty five times. If we get a striker on the end of half of those, you know, we're winning those two games by six goals. So, you know, and um, obviously we're not going to do that every week either. But there are signs there. It's just we're not quite quite there yet. Hmm. I mean, so Tom's mentioned Corey there. Are we too reliant on Corey Blackett-Taylor to create chances? Because in, in the first half, when when he was quite... Literally, got to half an hour in, I forgot he was playing, and someone put something on Twitter with his name in. I was like, oh, yeah, I looked up there. He was on the far side to where I was sitting. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's, he was on the pitch. But then he, when he actually livened up at a, for 10 minutes in that first half, we had two decent chances, good save uh, after the header from Kamara. Um, and then 
in the second half, it felt like at times he was unplayable, but he he was Corey being Corey in that he wasn't getting his shots on target, which he, he you know, he knows he, he will need to improve upon. But I, I just feel like, you know, I mean, Fraser wasn't in the team yesterday, but even when he is, he's not that as creative as I feel like he could be. I don't, I don't know if there's anyone else in that side, now, especially now that Tyrese is out, that, that will create enough chances for us. We, we did seem to be slightly over-reliant on him yesterday, Tash. Yeah, and I think we said this those times last season as well. You kind of want to hope that you can get those goals in midfield too, which hopefully in time, Kamara can be that sort of player. Um, but yeah, I think it, it change, the change in the system doesn't help. I mean, we've said it like time and time again, like Corey Bucket-Taylor is not playing in the position he's probably used to. Um, and to be fair to him, he's done pretty well considering he's not a defender and he's still like, obviously we're trying to get that balance between wanting him in the team and wanting answers and not losing that attacking threat. Um, but equally, yeah, trying to bend him into a position that probably isn't natural. Um, but yeah, as you said, obviously the, in- the injuries aren't helping. Campbell obviously would have eased that. I think we're still missing a player like Ratsaki. So people mentioned it in the comments. Like he would have someone, I think, oh, how Lutley said it, like he would have pounced on chances um, like Peterborough pounced on Kamara's chance. Yes, um, sorry, his mistake yesterday. Um, and we're just missing that, basically. I don't think we've replaced we've replaced Jez sufficiently yet, to be honest. Yeah, it, I, I was confident that the, the, in terms of pure number of goals that Alfie will will pick up the slack that Jez has gone. But obviously, in terms of creating those chances like Jez did uh, last season, because he he was high in the assist stake as well. Yeah, that that's clearly something we need on that on that other side. Um, Let's have a look at some of the comments. Uh, Dan says, uh, we're lacking so much depth, especially people to come on and change the game. Got so much work to do uh, in the transfer window. And, and yeah, it cert- certainly was the case. Yes, I mean, I, I was looking at that bench during the, during the second half yesterday and you're thinking, right, who, who's a game changer to come on? Charlie Kirk? Probably not, if we're being honest. Um, Tyo Aiden on, on paper, maybe when he's a bit fitter, but he, he overhit a couple of passes yesterday. He was all right. He weren't, he weren't bad, but he had, you know, I think, my resounding memory would be with that last minute free kick when Ashley was up and he just sent it straight out. Uh, Dan Carnew's obviously still sort of growing into, into senior football as well. So yeah, we, and, and the other thing was basically everyone who was fit and available to be in the squad yesterday was in the squad yesterday. There was no one available. Um, everyone else was injured basically. So we, we, we took what, what we had to, uh, to London road with us. James uh, Mads is saying, uh, morning all. I hope everyone isn't predicting the end is nigh after the last uh, two games, just as we weren't world champions uh, after Orient. Uh, it did tell us though, that we need to do more business before the end of the window. Yeah. Don't, don't get too high and, and don't get too low after a win or a defeat. Tom is, was obviously the message during the curves days. Um, and that's sort of where we need to be. I mean, like we said after the, the Orient game, you know, it, it wasn't swashbuckling. It wasn't all one-way traffic. It wasn't, you know, we were creating loads and loads of chances. Um, and we know that there's still gaps in, in the squad. So I, I like to think we didn't overreact to Orient and we're not going to overreact to, to Peterborough today. But like as, as Mad said, you know, you've you got to sort of try and stay, stay cool and collected. And there's two and a half weeks of the transfer window. This is where the new ownership are really going to be tested now. And this is where they'll be, they'll be judged probably on what, what happens between now and the end of the window might give us some sort of indication of what their intentions are or, or, or certainly what their, their their firepower is for us in the next couple of years. Yeah. And I think since... I don't think we've signed anybody since we've our first show. Not that I can think of. And uh, we said then we need probably three or four more. 
And obviously that hasn't changed, plus the injuries now. So you're like, do we even need a couple more to protect for that? So I saw some people kind of saying, and it's there's two ways to look at this, right? The truth on paper is Peterborough away is one of the toughest games you have to go to this season. The depressing thing is saying Peterborough away is one of the toughest games is not nice as a Charlton fan, but that's the reality of being in this division this season. So, and even I saw people saying, well, Orient got pumped yesterday. Yeah, but Orient came to their first game at this level in a while to a London club, sold out away and at our ground. So, of course, that was going to be a tougher game. So, I think there's only so much you can actually read into the games themselves and the results. But when you look at the performances, as you say, we were largely untested against Orient. I know we didn't blow them away, but we won the game. And really, they scored from a mistake yesterday. They had a couple of other chances. And then, you know, I know he hit the post late on and there were a couple of chances late, but we were pushing at that point. So you can kind of write them off. On another day, one of Corey Blackett-Taylor's cutting and shots creeps in the far post and you go out of there with a point. So, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I don't think we should get too low now. Um, as you say, we need to sign some players and we obviously don't want to get into a little rut because we have the Newport game as well. And we've obviously got another game coming up quickly. You know, if we win on Tuesday night and um, we win at the weekend, then it, it all looks fine again. One defeat out of four league games is not bad at all. So, yeah, I uh, again, I know it's probably not going to please some people who are still annoyed about the game, and that's fair enough. But for me, I, I'm, I'm honestly not not too worried. Uh, I'm still annoyed that we lost the game, but I'm not too concerned about the bigger picture here, provided by the time we get to the 31st, there are at least two or three more in the door. And I think if that's the case, I, I genuinely think we're going to be OK. Because I remember actually, so th this time last season under Ben Garner, now obviously we uh, was we beat Derby at home, we, we got a point away at Accrington in the first game, I think we went up to Sheffield Wednesday and played really well, so we'd, we'd thumped Plymouth in that time. Um, but there, there, I mean, the games like the Sheffield Wednesday game or, or other, I think there was a couple of other games where we, we, we did good stuff and, and just found we lacked a cutting edge. And that's sort of like in, in the early stage of the season, that's that's kind of like, all right, you let that slide for a few games just to see how the team sort of progresses, how they grow into their roles if we do make these signings. Obviously, if that becomes a pattern that's still repeating itself into September and October, that's when it becomes a problem. But it is sort of that, that early stage of the season, Tash, where we have to try and take... Uh, take take the performances as they are and then just hope that they are a sign that we're in the right direction once we get the new signings that that's sort of where we are at the moment yeah absolutely and like again coming off the back of two losses I don't like I think in previous seasons the people that we would have brought in I think it's fair to say nine times out of ten I wasn't blown away by them I didn't really think much I didn't think they were adding that much to the squad um whereas I wouldn't say that this summer I'd say that every player that we have signed I've been impressed with and I think yeah you are adding something to the team and you are pushing us in the right direction which I don't think we've we've had that for a long time um even players like Terry Taylor came on at Newport um and yeah okay we lost 3-1 but you can tell there's a player there and he likes controlling the game yeah he's he looks like he'll be really good so yeah, I think, you know, as you said, it, it's it's early days. Like, look at Plymouth last season. They lost 5-1 to us away, and now they're absolutely flying in the championship. So it's too early to call what's going to happen. But, yeah, I can, I can understand both sides. It's not nice going away and watching the team lose, obviously. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's too early to hit panic button, I'd say. Yeah, right. Morning to Dan. He's watching from his sun lounger in Mallorca, trying to stay positive and hoping that the ins and outs... Uh, happen soon, Dan, getting a, a well-earned break there from uh, his, his hard job. Uh, Paul uh, saying, first half, we were relegation for the second half. We're staying up. Um, 
Uh, Jake said, a pleasure to meet you yesterday, Lewis and you, Jake. Yeah, we bumped into each other in Peterborough. Uh, Peterborough with a better side, in my opinion. We didn't defend short corners properly and distribution was poor. Uh, it was a, uh, not a poor effort, not a top six uh, effort as well. Um, I mean, Mads is saying, I, I get why Holden and I assume the board want to run the season with a lean squad, but the facts are more teams get promoted with a beefier squad uh, than those that try a lean, mean promotion machine i mean yeah it's about i mean if they're going to do that because uh, obviously a lot of the talk recently tom has been about players going out before others come in which is fine because there are clearly players in this squad some of them even came on yesterday who i i'd, I'd be surprised if if people were too eager for them to 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 remain part of our you know ho- hopefully promotion push um but yeah it, i know it's about getting the balance right but i mean if you have to be if you're even going to be slightly too too heavy or, or slightly too light you'd rather be slightly too heavy if you're serious because it gives you more options yeah and and i think as tash said a bit earlier if given the injuries we've had if the board are looking at this now and those injuries maybe that's a good excuse for us to get more players in now because they're they're suddenly looking and going okay well actually as you said dean had what 16 players to pick from yesterday and had to pick them all or whatever so um yeah i, I totally agree i think uh Look, we know we're short of a striker anyway. I talked about Chucks last week, almost sadly for him, almost taking up a squad position with with kind of no output at all. Um, and exactly your point that you made earlier about the bench, about 60, 65 minutes, I was thinking the same. I was like, come on, hold and change it up. And then I was like, well, actually, if he's turning around and looking at that bench, who's inspiring him to think, yeah, they can make a difference? Sadly for Kirk, I don't think it's him. Carnu probably just not ready yet. Um so, yeah, we need options and we haven't really got them at the moment. And I think even, you know, someone like Payne, I don't know. I know he had an OK pre-season, had little moments yesterday, but I don't know if we can rely on players that, that just have moments. And maybe we were over fortunate that last promotion season, 18-19. But you look at, you'd look at the midfield then uh, and who we had in there of, you know, Cullen, Bielik, Arivo. Like quality, quality players who've gone on to to be so much better. You look at Lyle and Carlin up front, and okay, Lyle's just been released from a, a Premier League team, but in terms of the quality and what they tried to go on to do, um, you know, we were just blessed that season. And even then, we only made playoffs. So it shows you what you need in this this division, even to just get up there. And I think we've probably got half a squad that are maybe at that level now. Um, maybe, and maybe the league is not quite as good as it was that year anyway. But half the squad is not enough. We need more. And uh, yeah, if they're going to have to shave shave the squad first, then it's about moving quickly because I'm sure there are teams sort of lower down this division or even into League Two that would would take players like Charlie Kirk. Obviously, he went on loan last year. Um, so there are players, I'm sure there are clubs that will sign them. But again, you don't want to strip without knowing you can bring somebody else in either because if you get rid of Kirk and you haven't got someone lined up, then we're even shorter on numbers. So do you keep him around just in case a deal doesn't work out? It's a tricky, tricky line to balance. And obviously, as you say, we've only got a couple of weeks left to do it now. Yeah, and Bradley's saying, how long do they leave it? We could be 12 points behind before we get Lieburn fit. Uh, we could all see from the Orient game that son, uh, we need someone alongside May. Uh, using Campbell and Kirk, uh, and it's clear Carnu is uh, nowhere near it. And obviously, we've got no Tyrese Campbell for the next however many weeks, two, three, four, I think Dean says in the interview. Mads is saying... Uh, it reminded me of the team we put out against Sunderland away on the first day of eighteen nineteen with the core of a promotion team, but we still need more depth. I'm worried uh, that we can't buy 
at that depth until people leave. I remember that that first game up at Sunderland. I I don't think I've ever actually admitted this. I was convinced we were going down this season because like we went into a season under Roland, who was completely disinterested. Um, with what started off with four or five subs out of, out of how many we were allowed. I, I, I was panicking, thinking I think we could be in real trouble this season. Luckily, obviously, the way it panned out with, with the work that Bowen Gallon did in the transfer window um, meant, meant it was a very different story. And we, and we only got better uh, as the uh, as the season progressed. Uh, Chris saying we were so much better when being on the front foot. Corey was playing another 10, 15 yards up the pitch and he was dangerous. Kamara uh, was excellent apart from uh, the error, Ben saying it was the lack of squad depth that cost us yesterday. The effort was there, uh, played some nice football and was uh, by far the better team in the second half, lacking a target man. And then uh, May will flourish. I mean, uh, obviously, Tash, you did mention it, as, as you said earlier, uh, we're not going to get too bogged down in Alfie just yet, because, I mean, to be fair, he could have, he should, like, the, the amazing save from Sol Brin in the first few minutes against Leighton Orient, then Dobbo nicked his goal against Dorian and then yesterday he had a shot which he might have done a bit better with but I think the keeper saved it with his feet like there's uh, for all the concerns I have in our squad Alfie May is not one of them no definitely not um when he came on and I keep referring back to it when he came on at Newport like obviously he was a really late sub I think this is when we went 3-1 down we were desperately looking for a goal he was like running behind the goal going to get the ball like bringing it back to the keeper like just putting himself about like and even when, I think, actually, I think he was on the pitch and he went 3-1 down, was stood on the centre spot, galvanising everybody. And that's someone that's been at the club for, at that point, two, two games. And he's been there pre-season, but two two competitive games. Um, and we need someone like that, let alone like the goal threat that hopefully will come when he, well, I think definitely will come when he has someone playing next to him. He has someone that can help him out instead of trying to get on the end of long balls. Um I think just as a character in general in the dressing room is someone that we probably need. Like I think probably towards the end of last season, I didn't feel like there was really any, probably apart from Dobbo, there wasn't really any captain, like leadership because sort of characters in that dressing room. And I think if you want to go up, you need someone like May that, I mean, like reading his interviews and listening to his interviews, he has that self-belief in himself that he like is a winner. And that's definitely not something we've had in our dressing room for the last couple of seasons. Um, so yeah, I think it's more than just his goal threat in the end. But yeah, I'm sure it will come good. Yeah, I'm I, I'm convinced it will. Um, All hell let loose has put a couple of good questions in the chat. Um, uh, and first of all, I mean, just what, what did you make of Jack Payne start a bench player or, or move him on? Tom Pete saying I like Jack Payne, uh, but I think he is a, a bench player. What did you make of his performance yesterday? He had he had some good moments uh, or some okay moments. Uh, I. He's definitely not a starter, I don't think, but I think he'd be okay as a bench player. He's the sort of player that if he had been on the bench yesterday and you're looking for someone to come in and, and rough the opposition defence up and sort them out, then you know he's he's going to hassle people and he's going to annoy people and he's going to chase the ball down a bit like Tash was saying about Alfie as well. So, yeah, there are elements of his game that I think actually would be okay. Um, I don't think he's... Yeah, as I say, I don't think he's a starter necessarily week in, week out for a team that want to go out of this division. But uh, yeah, I would I would try and hang on to him. Unless, again, we, we know we're going to get somebody in who's of better quality and it means he has to go out the door. And then I'd have no problem with that. But um, yeah, I thought he did OK yesterday. No, uh, no, I was telling you off air and probably can't repeat it on air. I didn't didn't, uh, didn't think he had as bad a game as the blokes that uh, stood next to me. But um, yeah, I thought he was all right. Yeah, he's a funny one, Payne. Like, I think in terms of 
like our players, he looks one of the busiest. But I, I, I so like you always feel like he's on the verge of doing something really good, but then he never quite does um, for, for me. So you know, I, I think again, if we're being serious, I think he's absolutely a bench player at best. You know, maybe someone who could come on and add a bit of energy late on in the game. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, Dean's saying we can't. Uh, we need to bring in two strikers, not one. Chucks won't last more than fifteen games, leaving us May and Lieber and another. We need to bring in two different forwards uh, for Plan A and Plan B. Well, again, it'd be interesting. So I'd be I'd be surprised if we bring more than more than one. But you know, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, Jake saying he thinks that Payne is a bench player who brings energy but takes too many touches to play simple passes and lacks uh, end uh, product. Sue saying I like energy uh, that Jack brings. Uh, when he comes on, uh, Sid's asking, uh, what did you think of Terrell Thomas yesterday, Tash? Um, obviously, uh, he's, I, I wasn't massively uh, infused when we signed him last season. Like, he, he's done a job. Um, it sort of doesn't massively stand out either way for me. I don't, what have you made of his time at the club? Yeah, I think he, I mean, did he come on a free transfer? I'm pretty sure he did, didn't he, like last season? So he did, because we signed him. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, to be fair, when did we spend money last year? Um, but yeah, so considering that, and like, yeah, obviously we came through at Charlton. I was talking to my friend about this the other day, actually. Like, I completely forgot that he played, on, he was on the bench for us a couple of times, like a few years ago. Like, I didn't make the connection that that was him. Obviously, I don't think he ever made an appearance for us, but obviously, it's nice having a player that you spoke for has come back and everything. And I think you can see his heart's in the right place as well. Like he's not one of those players that's come a bit of a passenger like some of the players we've had over the last couple of years. He does want to try and he, you can see he does play his heart out every time. Um, does that mean that he's always 100% effective and always 100% perfect? No. Um, however, I think with the options that we have at the moment, well, Eden's trying to get up to fitness, isn't he? And uh, on that left-hand side. But um, no, I think he's okay. I don't think he's like... The best option that we could have in that position but yeah i like him i like his attitude so i think we need someone like that in the squad mm, all right phil uh saying more firepower needed one mistake cost us that game we definitely had enough chances to get something out of it i think may will shine uh, when he's not having to lead the line alone and then finally so there was uh, a question from all hell let loose which i'm going to float now and then we'll answer after we hear from dean holden so this is obviously open to everyone in the chat um, you know, at the start of the season, people were tipping us outside of Charlton for, for top six. After we've seen a couple of games, all hell, all hell let loose wants to know how confident are we that Charlton uh, will be promoted by the end of the season? Is that a question we can answer now as well? Let us know uh, in the comments. Tash and Tom will have their say uh, after we hear from Dean Holden as well. But let's hear from the Addicts boss right now. I spoke to him uh, pitch side after the defeat at London Road. Uh, this is what he had to say. Endeavour in the second half. I guess you feel your side probably should have taken something from today's game. Yeah, I think so. But it's about both boxes, isn't it? If you don't take your chances, and you know you're going to you're going to find it difficult. I thought the first half they they gave us some problems in terms of their set pieces. Other than that, we the shape was excellent. We the amount of times we won the ball the ball back mid part of the pitch, high up the pitch. Uh, we've, we've created some good chances ourselves in open play. I think Panucci's header is a good, really good save. Um, I think the one when we get Dobbo gets Alfie May in behind and the cut back to Payne, it's, it's travelling and there's a great block. And um, again, a bit more action around from, from our set pieces. We didn't quite execute that final header, but to come in at 0-0 at, uh, sorry, at 1-0 at half time was disappointing. It's a, it's, a, it's a really poor goal. I'm finding myself saying that a lot at the moment. There's nothing really between the, te- the teams at that point. And 
you're into injury time, I think, and bounces around on the edge of our box. We should clear it, and obviously they they open us up and score from it. And yeah, the mentality was important in the second half. You know, it wasn't about coming in and moping about half time. Yes, we needed to deal with that moment better for their goal, but certainly came out 20, 25 minutes second half. It was one-way traffic, it literally was. Um, again, we weren't able to put the ball in and find that moment, that final action. Sorry, but I think they then made some changes. They slowed the game down. They, they went, they, they changed the system. Um, the game sort of was, was, was fairly even, I think, for probably 10 minutes at that point. And then again, we, we put the foot to the floor in, the, in that in the last 10, 15 minutes and did everything. But score, you have to say. I mean, Alfie's been got in there and a really good save again from the keeper with his feet. Corey three or four times has got on the angle and we just weren't able to just find that moment. You can see by the reaction of our fans at the end, I think they'd, they'd be proud of that performance. I'm not talking about the result. I was disappointed as we are, but certainly it's a performance I can relate to. Um, and I think most people inside the stadium today would agree we should have got something, but we didn't. And then we... Uh, it's important that we bounce back on, on Tuesday. Yeah, I guess Peterborough were, were clinical when their chance came. Is that something you expect, John? Will, will sort of improve as, as the season sort of grows of course, into itself? Of course. And, you know, they've they hit the post late on, haven't they, through Clark House. They've had one or two moments. Ash has smothered one. You know, we're completely gung-go at that point, trying to get something from the game. So you've got to remember, Louis, that, you know, the key players that were missing in that final part of the pitch, aren't we? When we obviously, Miles and Chuck's not quite ready yet. Tyrese Campbell and Scotty have been a big miss for us, you have to say. So... Um, We've not really got that focal point, have we? So we're having to play a slightly different style in terms of we can't just, you know, sometimes play off the front. We found that a little bit through Nathan Simway in the first half. Um, but yeah, no complaints in terms of the performance at all. We just uh, we just need to make sure that we that we execute a little bit better in that in that final moment when we get in and around that box. You try and take that as a useful barometer for the season as well. I guess most will look from the outside that Peterborough will be expected to to be in the upper half of the table at least. They're a good team, aren't they? You can see they've. They've lost two key players from the, from last season's playoff campaign, but they've obviously recruited well in them two positions. I think, you know, they finished I think 15 points in front of us last season, so it was always going to be a real tough test for us. But like I said, there anybody in this stadium, particularly for that second half, would. I would have said there's really nothing between the team. The teams, in fact, we were, as I say, we were on the front foot. And, you know, I don't think it was a case of them sitting off the game because they were one nil up. Far from it. I think we literally took the game to him, but didn't quite find the moment. And it's the hardest thing to do in football is, is score a goal. So there you go. It's frustrating that this early stage of the season, the injuries started to mount up a bit already. Um, Scott and, and Tyrus, you mentioned earlier on today. But can you tell us about Scott's injury in particular? Because I'm not sure what it actually is. He's picked something up in his in his calf right towards the end of the game there against Leighton Orient. So, um, you know, it's going to be a number of weeks, Scott. It's not going to be something that we'll have him back in the next couple of weeks, certainly. So, um, we'll have to keep seeing how, how that is and how, and how he how he recovers from it. Tyrese, well, hopefully, it won't be as, as as bad as Scott is. Maybe two, three, four weeks or whatever with, with Tyrese. Again, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, they've been two. They've been two big misses for us. They both, both played really well late, late on last week. But you know I me, mean, Louis. No excuses. We uh, we go again on Tuesday. Two home games now in a week. Looking forward to seeing our fans uh, back at the Valley getting behind us, and we'll hopefully, we'll hopefully get them a win. Yeah, just a couple we weren't, weren't in the squad today. Obviously, Terry played on on Tuesday. Terry Taylor, and yeah. not not about today, and no DJ as well. We haven't seen for a while. Um, what's, what's up with those? Terry two? just felt something in in his knee after the, after the well, he sort of reported it Wednesday morning really when he woke up, and we, we looked into it, and, and thankfully there's nothing. Sort of too worried uh, to be too worried about. Sorry, on the scan, but he's just feeling a little bit in his knee, so wasn't wasn't uh, available today. We'll see how he is when we get back to London. DJ, yeah, DJ's felt something in his back a couple of days ago, so uh, unfortunately not available for us. It's been the, the luck that you've had so far in terms of injuries. Um, I just wanted to talk about the amount of yellow cards today. Obviously, yourself and, and your opposite number are also in there, but I mean, I guess there's probably a little bit of getting used to in terms of the new the new rules in, in terms of giving chat back to the referee because we've seen we've seen a couple from from Alfie I think already already this season 
is that something the players are going to have to get used to? They're not lenient at all now. Yeah, absolutely. They're the rule changes, and there's always a big emphasis on new rule changes when they make them. And the assessor in the stand will be judging his officials on that, and they're you know they're doing everything by right by the book. So I didn't quite see Alfa's. I turned away. I don't know if it was descent or he kicked the ball away. Yeah, put, yeah exactly. So he needs to learn from that. That's that's cheap, and we can't we can't be having that. They'll be they're the silly ones that you that you have to avoid. You know, I've, I've watched a lot of football in this last week or so, and on the television as well and I've yet to watch a game where someone in the dugout's not been booked I think that's way over the top I think Darren to be fair I asked the fourth Darren got booked for sort of that simulating that we should have got a yellow card and I think that in the rule book he's absolutely booking nowadays I I just questioned fairly because um, I'm a qualified referee myself and I think you have to respect the, the officials I just questioned why there was only six minutes I think everybody in the ground was amazed at that one um, so it is a bit, yeah. It's, I don't think it was a game. It was a competitive game. It was it was a game that was right on the edge. But I don't think it was the same as twelve bookings in the game. Something along the lines of getting ridiculous, isn't it? Really, but um, something we have to get used to. Yeah. Finally, as you say, obviously Bristol coming up on on Tuesday night. Big big chance to hopefully try and build on elements of that performance today. I mean, is there likely to be anyone back from from injury in, in the short? Maybe term? maybe one of the guys. Yeah. Obviously, won't we'll tell you who just yet um, for the opponent, but. Hopefully there'll be maybe one back. We'll see. Having said that, Louis, we might, there might be one or two from today that we that might not make it. So we're a little bit like at the moment. We're obviously working hard to to continue to improve the team and the squad. Um, these things take time, unfortunately. So we have to for now go with what we've got and um, yeah, make sure that we bounce back on Tuesday. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent, local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes, and protected payments trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk Hello fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six Pub of the Year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Chomp fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just before the uh, adverts there, we heard from the Addicts boss, uh, Dean Holden, after yesterday's 1-0 defeat uh, up at London Road. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the, the amount of yellow cards yesterday, and, and, and particularly like, Alfie's picked up a couple for... Uh, both, I, I think it was kicking the ball away last week, and uh, yesterday it was 
punching the ball away. And I think, well, I think out of frustration rather than rather than giving chat back to the ref, which is what I actually said in the interview. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we, I don't know if you've seen the clip of the Rotherham geezer getting sent off yesterday for uh, simulating a yellow card. It's it's, re- it's really they are not messing about now. I, I'm shocked that we didn't see a red card at, at least. Uh, yesterday. Right, uh, Jacob and Carl are going to be our guests. They're, they're in the weight room. They're going to join us in a few moments' time. But I did say before uh, the uh, the interview there with Dino uh, about with all hell let loose's question about are we, are we are we a promotion side now? So, uh, Tash, I'll throw it to you first. Um, what, what's your, your view? And obviously, you will be held to this at the end of the season. So if you're wrong, you, you are kicked off the show. So tread carefully. Yeah, I can't wait for this to come back to haunt me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think... The squad that played yesterday, no, I don't think we'd get in the top six. However, obviously that's very injury-ridden slash missing two or three signings. You think when you get Lieburn, Fraser and all those other players back plus more, if you're thinking that's against Peterborough, that it's easy to forget that really they should have been at Wembley last season if it weren't for their capitulation at Hillsborough. Um, so really, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, I think, yes, I think we will be in the top six. I don't think we're going to be top two. Like Tom said, um, the promotion side that got us up in 2019, we only then finished those in, in the playoff places. And look at how good that team was. So, yes, I'm going to be positive and say we are going to go up, but it'll be through the playoffs. I don't think we've quite got the depth that we need to finish in the top two because we all know what Charlton do. They get loads of injuries and it's a long old season. So, yeah, mm. I'll go top six. Yeah, well, well fingers crossed. Again, I, I, it, 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 it really depends on what happens between now and the end of August, Tom. So it, that's why it is quite a hard time to answer this question. You know, you have to throw in those caveats. But I don't know. I feel, I feel, I feel like you're, you're more confident, Tom, um, based on what I've seen you saying online and, and what you said on the show so far this season. Yeah, obviously, uh, in terms of on the pitch, there's only, what, 180 minutes to go on. I, I, I know there's the Newport game as well, but I'm not going to read too much into into the League Cup. Personally, I think this squad is good enough for a top six this season, and, and I go back to the point that the league is not as good as it was then. Um, when I say it's good enough, that doesn't mean we're necessarily guaranteed to get one. I think if we make three or four signings, I'd be shocked if we didn't make it into the top six at that point. At the moment, if we finish 7th or 8th, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think there's enough quality in there, definitely. I think if Alfie May clicks, we're suddenly looking at 20-odd 20, 20 goals from him, potentially. I think if Corey continues this form, then we're in a good place there. And kind of going back to Tash's point about Fraser and just generally the point around that midfield settling, I think that's a midfield that can go on and finish in the top six. It just needs to settle and needs to get consistent. Um so, yeah, I think we need to manage the injuries. I think we need miles back. But I think if we weren't to sign anybody else at all, and I obviously hope that isn't the case, but if we weren't, I still think this squad is capable of getting top six. Um, it's just going to be much harder to do it. If I think if we get three or three, three or four more, I think then top six should be our minimum expectation this season. And, and we should hold them to that if they fail to deliver on it. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. So, I mean, I, I I would say if there's no, if, if if the squad doesn't change between now and the end of the August, I think there's no chance we get we get top six. We we need reinforcements just because we've seen with, with our injury record and and where we are currently that we go, we are extremely short. You know, almost immediately. There was an interesting stat I noticed yesterday because um, uh, I think it was Tommy who asked me when the last time we we came from behind to win a game was, uh, which it turns out was about two years ago. <laughs> like it was, it was in February twenty two. 
um, uh, when Jacko was manager, would beat Wimbledon at home, having been one nil down after about three minutes. But also, our, our record in terms of coming from behind is awful. Um, so, like in in the last forty seven or forty eight games now, we've rescued ten draws and, and one win and lost the rest. Like it's it's a it's a weird sort of uh, mentality issue with us, but. It also didn't really feel like it was relevant yesterday because that, that's the sort of stat you have to bring up when you go behind and you fall apart. And obviously that wasn't quite the case yes, yesterday, Tash. But that was certainly a problem I had last season. When, when we'd concede one, we'd go on and fall apart and concede two. So it, 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 it would almost be useful to have a result where we have fallen behind just to show the grit that, that Dean will, will expect from his side. But like I say, yes, yesterday there was a bit of it. So maybe it's a, a weird time to be bringing it up. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think like games like Ipswich last season, obviously when we came back to draw four four, that was exactly the sort of attitude that you know, okay, it didn't translate yesterday, but you could feel that that was there. That once we're not just going to put our heads down and give up. Like when we conceded that the second half majority of it, we were going for that goal. We just didn't come off. And as Tom said on another day, that shot that went wide, I think it was from Bucket Taylor, might have gone in the back of the net. Um, but yeah, obviously you brought up earlier, Louis, that Sheffield Wednesday away last year, we went one nil down. And to be honest, I thought we were the better side in that game at Hillsborough. But it was kind of a similar story to this year where their depth in their squad was the reason why they could go and get that win and why they could see that win out because we lost our legs because we we're all knackered because they had plenty of options from the bench. So but yeah, hopefully, I think yesterday was a sign that we are moving more towards the Ipswich end and being more keen and fighting back in games and not just, oh, we've gone one nil down and yeah, we'll just, we might as well just go home at that point. Mm. Right. The uh, comments are coming in on the promotion question. Sue saying, I'm still confident of promotion as long as we get those few more bodies in uh, that we've uh, discussed. Graham saying, uh, we've got a top six team when everyone is available, but only a mid-table squad uh, with our current uh, injuries. Uh, Sam... Uh, said uh, hopefully one of the players who won't be available uh, isn't uh, Dobbo due to the amount of running. So, yeah, that'll be interesting on, on Tuesday night. Pete saying, I think we could scrape fifth or sixth place. I get the feeling we are in for a season of a lot of draws over the last couple of seasons. How many have we, times have we conceded stupid goals late on in games? Or I mean, even yesterday, we conceded a stupid goal halfway through a game, of course. Um, uh, Paul's saying we have to assume that the players being brought in are going to be of the standard to make the playoffs. And again, that's got to be proven because, you know, we've we've had you know, players coming in that feel like good quality so far. May, Kamara are the ones that stand out for me, but obviously that's got to be backed up. It's pointless signing Alfie May if you're not going to back it up. That That's one thing uh, that we should say. Charlie said, uh, I wouldn't say there's no chance of top six if we don't make additions. Rather, it would be the absolute best outcome. So, yeah, I get, get what you're saying there. Um, yeah, dear, all hell let loose saying, do we need a fatter squad to take into account the increased number of yellow cards and the follow-on suspensions? Yeah, maybe that's something that people need to think about. And also, like the the fact that games are about uh, uh, consistently over 100 minutes long now, that, that will take its toll in terms of uh, fatigue and, and that sort of stuff. Um, Sam saying, if we don't sign any more, uh, then I can't see us making the top six. As we know, we will have players picking up injuries and look at the bench uh, yesterday's. And finally, Michael says, uh, fingers crossed, we are getting the injuries out of the way early this season. We are good enough with the squad we have. But that if is, uh, that's if everyone stays fit well let's find out what some other people think of our chances of uh, promotion uh, this season shall we say let's, let's bring in our uh, our guests uh this morning jacob and carl bratton are joining us on uh, on charlton live uh, jacob appears to be a, a, a spitting image of a uh, mini george dobson uh, as we can see there morning chaps how you doing there uh, on this fine sunday morning good yeah 
Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Great to have you you both on the show. I mean, Jacob, obviously, you've been put forward to, to be the spokesman for the group. So um, <laughs> tell us uh, tell us what you made of, uh, of yesterday's game and how you're feeling about our chances of promotion this season. I thought the first half was quite scrappy from both teams. But then I thought we played a lot better second half. Corey was running at the fullback a lot more than he did in the first half. Yeah. I, I mean, so I, I'll ask you the same question that we just asked the, the, the listeners earlier on that was put to us by All Hell Let Loose. Um, how, how do you rate our promotion chances at this early stage of, of the campaign? I think we're still going to go up. Well, yeah. I, I mean, are we'll there get... any are there any areas of the uh, of the side that you think we'd need to improve between now and the, and the end of the window? I think we probably need another striker if... Lieburn's going to be out for a bit. And then Chucks is always getting injured. So just another striker to back him up. I think Jacob's got us down as champions by April. Yeah, well, that's I'm loving the confidence. It's all it's, it's always the younger ones who are more confident for some reason because they haven't, they haven't lived through the, the misery yet, uh, unfortunately, Carl. Um, obviously, you were there yesterday as well. Um, t- tell us, tell us about your thoughts on, on yesterday's game, and I guess the same question actually. Do, do you think we're in a in a position to challenge at this moment in time? Yeah, I thought we I thought we started all right. I thought after the first 10, 15 minutes, we seemed to they got through our press a little bit too easily. Uh, and then started creating chances. And I think they'd obviously worked hard at corners. They knew exactly what they were going to do. And as you say, we were lucky not to go one down from one of them. Silly mistake for the goal. But we did bounce back second half. And Corey seemed to be much more at them. In the first half, you say he didn't really want to attack their full-back. Um, but second half, he looked a lot better. We just those, The amount of times that we get the ball and cut it back, we just don't seem to be having enough runners to get into there. And I mean, obviously, we scored last week from one, but we just couldn't get it to do get to fall to one of ours yesterday. So I agree with Jacob. I think we need another man up top. Yeah, but so, I mean, so Tom Tom said earlier, he thought, even if we stuck with pretty much a similar squad to what we've got now, Carl, that he, he thinks we, we could be playoff challengers. I mean, do, do you think we're, we're there, thereabouts based on what we've seen so far? Yeah, still, I'm, I'm going to be the negative one out of the group. I think still kind of eight or nine for this. I think we need a couple of bodies in. Um, my worry becomes that we always kind of talk, don't we, about waiting until the end of the window. And there's a lot of pressure on those last two and a half weeks. So it's, as you said, it kind of all depends on the quality that we get in. If we get the quality, I think we can. But if, mm. if we don't, then I think it'll be kind of April 9th. Yeah. Now you two are, are sort of uh, consistent away day attenders there. You get to to, to a lot of uh, a lot of games, home and away. Uh, Jacob, what, what, what's, what's the best thing you enjoy about, about following Charlton away? Because even for me yesterday, like obviously disappointed we lost, but the train back where I bumped into you guys and obviously had to endure sitting next to Nathan for a little bit. Like, um, that, that, that things like that do, do sort of make the day. So, I mean, t- tell us about your away day experience uh, yesterday, Jacob. Uh, we were, we were really loud. Um, I like it when we're loud. Um, we, I couldn't hear any of the Peterborough fans. The only time I heard them is when they scored and that was it really. Yeah. So, um, Obviously, we had uh, young Sydney on last year with, with her with her dad, and uh, she she was certainly more more positive than I was at that at that time last season in terms of actually joining the 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 day and and you know sort of looking up to the players as well. So obviously, you've you've styled your hair on on George Dobson. Is he your favourite in the squad at the moment? Is he the the sort of character that that you like to see in a Charlton shirt? Yeah, easily. He's I think him and Kamara are really good in midfield as well. 
Yeah, so um, what have you made of yeah Kamara then? Obviously a new signing for us. So made the mistake yesterday, but actually he brings he brings a lot of energy to the side, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, after the game, he held his hands up, and that's good because not not a lot of players do that. Mm, excellent stuff. And he so finally, they, the ball, um, he? yeah, like I say, he's he's got he's got like really quick feet as well, which is nice to see. So I mean, yeah. just finally, Carl. Then obviously, um, we, we we're trying to avoid talking too much about ownership because we're we're trying to just concentrate on football. But I mean, what what have you made of the first the first month or so? Um, are, you, are you confident they'll they'll sort of back back Dean Holden to the extent that he needs before the end of the window? The new lot. I think Dean seems fairly comfortable with him, doesn't he? I think that's the, the gauge I'm going to take at the moment. He obviously knows them, was brought in by them and had a relationship with them. Um, I think we've been burnt a few too many times, so I'm not going to sit and, and be too confident. You know, I think we'll just have to wait and see. Let's see what the let's see what the month brings and see if we can get some support for the players that we need. Yeah, it, it will be a really telling two and a half weeks, I think, uh, and, and and we'll see where we are. Come the end of August, but you know, as, as people have said, there's, there's still points to play for in between now and then. Jacob and Carl, thank you so much for joining us on uh, on Charlton Live as our guest this morning. I uh, look forward to bumping in, uh, into you guys at home and away games in the future. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, thanks very much. That's Jacob and Carl Bratton, who were this morning's uh, guests uh, on the Charlton Live. We should uh, look ahead to, to Bristol... Uh, Rovers coming up. He said City there. I forgot we're in, not in the championship. Um, uh, coming up on on Tuesday, Tom. Um, so I, I've spoken about injuries. So as we heard in the interview, there, Dean said we might get one back, uh, but maybe there'll be one or two who played yesterday. <laughs> Won't be able to feature on Tuesday. So uh, I'm assuming it'll be people who haven't played a great deal of football recently. So that could mean Pan Kamara it might be someone that we 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 can't risk Tuesday. I mean, is there? There's not a great deal of manoeuvrability, but is there any some sort? Is, is there any sort of like changes you'd like to see at least? I guess the only one would have been, yeah, would have been if we could maybe rotate pain out and bring somebody in. But look, it's not like he even did that badly yesterday. It's just you want somebody like him on the bench. I think as most people have said in the comments when we were discussing him earlier. But particularly if Pan's going to have to be rested, then there just isn't anybody. Like you said, there was there was nobody spare. So in an ideal world, if you're asking me, was there players I'd like to bring in? Yeah, I'd like Leeburn to be in. I'd like Scott Fraser to be in, you know, but it can't happen at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy. I was just looking and they've already had to play Barnsley and Portsmouth, I think, in their opening two games. So it's been a tough start for them. And I'm hoping this will be another tough game for them. But at the moment, we are stretched thin and, it's very unlikely we're going to get somebody in tomorrow. So we're probably looking at picking from pretty much the same group as as we were yesterday. And as you say, I'd be surprised if Pan can certainly play another 90 minutes. But maybe he can be on the bench and be somebody that can be brought on and do 15 minutes at the end if we need to. Um, maybe Carnu would get an opportunity. But again, I don't think he's quite there yet. So... Sadly, no. I just don't think we've got we've got the players at the moment to rotate. So uh, it's probably going to be pretty much the same sort of lineup as we saw yesterday. Yeah, I'm beaten in League One so far. Bristol Rovers two one all draws. Uh, as you said, with Pompey uh, down at Fratton Park and then at home to Barnsley yesterday. I mean, we saw a really tight game with them towards the end of last season. Tash, when you know obviously the season was over for us anyway. I didn't really 
make a great deal of difference. Obviously, Tom, you didn't see it. You, you got to enjoy sitting on a coach for a few hours instead. Um, what, what sort of what sort of challenge? I mean, when we look at you know, and, and no one likes hearing this phrase, but we have if we're if we're serious, we have to beat teams like Bristol Rovers at home. So. Again, the, the, these sort of early season fixtures are all, are all really interesting barometers to see how you, how you go up against someone like Leighton Orient, who got absolutely thumped at home yesterday by by Portsmouth. Someone like, uh, obviously, a Peter Brasside, who we expect will be in and around. Someone like Bristol Rovers, who will tend to be sort of mid-table fodder. Um, and and, and you, you, you see how you sort of balance up against these sides. And, and it, it, obviously, you're not going to win every game, but, but not putting in a, a more dominant performance and, and not looking like you're going to beat a Bristol Rovers side could, could again be a, a, an indication of where we actually are compared to where we think and hope we are. Yeah, as you said, like Bristol Rovers, uh, the time, the type of mid-table teams, I think they finished well 17th last season, they're the type of teams that you have to be beating, again, particularly at home. Um, so I think we lost 2-1 to them last season, didn't we, at the Valley? I seem to remember yeah. that. But um, yeah. yeah, and obviously, yeah, they've not blown teams away in their first couple of fixtures but they obviously have a goal threat they can score goals which we've only done once the last three fixtures so I think it'd be good uh, actually quite a good test for us as you said like you know they're obviously capable give give our new our new wing back system a good a good test um on Tuesday and see how they get on but yeah we have to be beating teams like that I think like last season and the season before like when you lose to teams like that, like Accrington, like Port Vale, like those sort of teams at home, you're not going to go up. But you can have them, if, like, obviously it's the beginning of the season. If we do lose them on Tuesday, it's not the end of the world. But if you look back over the end of the season and you look back, you think these are the performances you think, OK, yeah, that was a big indicator that we weren't going to go on and <laughs> do what we wanted. But, yeah, fingers crossed. I think it'd be nice, you know, Alpha made to get a goal um, just for us to score in general would would be good um, but yeah a draw isn't the worst thing but I think if you're wanting to push a promotion you need to win these games at home so yeah three points of bus basically Yeah, Pete coming back to our transfer chat earlier says if we are getting a fatter squad can we sign Razor Ruddock as a defender uh, he, he would certainly add some of that. I mean, Mads was talking about a beefier squad earlier he, he would certainly he would certainly supply that Um <laughs> Uh, a Simway, uh, all hell let loose, and perhaps a Simway was feeling his injury, expecting him to play three games in a week seems a big ask. But yeah, who, who else can we play? Like, so obviously Manny's injured, Chin's injured. Is there anyone else that can fit him right back? Or, like, DJ's injured, apparently. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm really not sure uh, where we go with that. I mean, Dan, uh, Dan saying Teo Eden can play in midfield as well, just to let you know, but. Uh, if he plays, yeah, I guess we, you could sort of play alongside, like if Corey stays at left wing. But then who, who do we bring off the bench when when Corey gets tired? Or yeah, that, that it really is a headache that we don't really want to be having at this stage of the season. And it does show that you know it would have been nicer to get more business done earlier on in in, in the campaign. But Dan Dan is saying we could call up some of the under twenty ones like San, Santos and Ryler, but that's always a nice idea um but when it actually comes to putting it into fruition tom like some of these youngsters it can be really difficult for them to come into senior football and we can't we can't overly rely on on too many because that that's where problems sort of stem from really yeah and maybe we have to 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 fill the bench going back to that Sunderland example from a few seasons ago but yeah i think throwing them into the first 11 probably not I think as well, I probably should have asked Carl this when he was on because I think it was him that was tweeting about the change in shape as well, potentially. And maybe that's an option. Maybe if we can move some players around and play a different shape. I think long term, uh, Dean very much wants to stick to this formation. But 
yeah, maybe in the short term there is a way to to switch things around so that we can get players in and and play them. I saw somebody mention McGrandles as well. Again, not a player that I particularly want to have to come in, but at the same time, you know, we've seen he he is capable in this division. I don't think we've seen it yet, but at other clubs they have. So if we need to take someone like Kamara out, that means maybe somebody like him has to come in. And as a home fan, that probably doesn't, you know, doesn't get you that excited. But, you know, he's in the squad, he's a functional player. And that's the sort of thing maybe we're going to have to do whilst we kind of juggle this injury injury crisis. It's bizarre. I don't think, I can't remember how many years I've been doing the show now, but we seem to have a, a crisis like this every year. But I don't think it's ever come after one or two league games before. And already to have, what, I don't know, five first-teamers out is... It's crazy, but that's where we are. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be an inspiring selection on on Tuesday night simply because there's not a lot Dean can do. His hands are pretty much tied. And the hope is, as you say, then once that game's out of the way, we've got just over two weeks and we, we get some players in at that point. But I still think the squad and the players that he's going to select are capable enough of beating a, a Bristol Rovers team. So, you know, I, I don't think we should hold that up as an excuse if we were to not get three points to go, ah, well, you know, but we, we didn't have our full squad. We should still go there and Maybe not expect, but definitely think we can win the game. Um, it's just going to be a little bit tougher than it would be, as I say, if we had the likes of Lee Byrne and, and Fraser and some of those others playing. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is what it is, I guess. Mm, uh, Stephen's saying a Pompey winning 4 0 Orient uh, tells you where we are at the moment. Uh, maybe for team. Right, we've run out of time uh, on this week's uh, Charlton Live. Thanks to everyone who's joined us uh, live on the uh, YouTube stream. Don't forget to uh, check out our merchandise or charltonlive.hc.com. We've got our Charlton Live mugs, of which we've built, we've been drinking out of today, uh, based on classic kits. So make sure you go and get yourselves uh, one of those. Massive thanks to Jacob and Carl, who are our guest fans uh, earlier on uh, in the show. Uh, really enjoyed that. So great to meet you guys yesterday and great to have you uh, on the stream uh, today. Thank you as well to Tash and Tom. Been an absolute pleasure as always. Cheers, both. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Lovely stuff. Thanks to everyone, like I say, who's joined us live on YouTube or uh, listening to the podcast uh, afterwards. Don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube as well. I think we're really close to the 1,000 uh, su- subscribers now, which is sort of like a target I've set myself. So uh, if, if you're watching the video now, just hit subscribe and then we'll hit 1,000 then I'll be really happy. And uh, you just want to make me happy, don't you? Uh, right. Um, thanks for listening. Um, thank you to our sponsors, of course, uh, the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. I'm Louis Mendez. We'll be back on Thursday with the big match preview. I look forward to seeing you guys then. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.